Um, so, yeah, the Wistful Thinking flavor text. So, uh, for listen- people who are listening, Jordan got me and Joey little framed Magic the Gathering cards. There is actually a Wistful Thinking Magic the Gathering card. It's a sorcery card. I don't know what that really means. But apparently, I don't know what that means either. the text that's in italics at the bottom is called flavor text. Okay, what does it say? I have I have one too, but it's all the way across the room. Mm-hmm. To probe the wonders of the multiverse, to gaze upon worlds unspoiled by blade or spell, it's enough to make one weep for the possibilities denied. Oh, I like that part. I think that should just be... Should that be our tagline? I think so. <laughs> Instead of a podcast where we revisit things. <laughs> A podcast Can you where say we it? so say like say like welcome to wistful thinking okay. and then say <laughs> test it out. Welcome to wistful thinking, a podcast where we probe the wonders of the multiverse, gaze upon uh, <laughs> uh, a podcast where we probe the wonders of the multiverse, gaze upon worlds unspoiled by blade or spell. It's enough to make one weep for the possibilities denied. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to point that out. Read that. Thank you for pointing that out. I actually don't remember reading that part of the card. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's set in a different text. <laughs> like, the rest of the card is not italicized, and that part is. For some reason, I always like to skip over italic text. But anyway. Um, oh, we happen to be reading the same book. We are reading the same book. Called? A two-person book club. Yeah. Um, And the reason that I wrote this down is that in our conversation with Brian, that you'll hear in a little while, um, and in my conversation with, like, everyone that I've talked to recently, I've been like, you gotta see The Dressmaker! Uh, Yes. Which is this amazing movie that I saw recently. and made me when I was listening back to that part of the conversation, it made me think about the book that we're reading, Her Body and Other Parties by... Who's the author? I don't remember. But that book, it's also across the room. <laughs> and I'm attached to this computer by a headset, so I can't go get it. Yeah. Uh, it's an excellent book, whoever it's by. Um, it made me think about this tweet that I actually like went back and dug up, because... You said that you heard the book described as, like, feminist horror stories? Short stories? Um, I don't know if that's really, like... In in not enough words. Yeah. yeah like, that's, that's not... like, if I had to use three words, that's what mm-hmm. I would say, but that's not really enough words to describe what it actually is. Yeah, it doesn't describe it at all. Um, but I had seen a tweet a while ago by a woman named Anne Boyer. There are entire genres women write that do not yet have names. Oh. And that made me think about that book, made me think about The Dressmaker, and have you watched, um, it's a comedy special on Netflix, a relatively new one from an Australian comic named Hannah Gatsby called Nanette? No. No. Oh, it keeps coming up on something though definitely watch it telling me to watch it yeah definitely watch it it's something that like exists outside of genre and is really so amazing that's so exciting that like the thought even not even just like 
about women, but like the thought that now, I mean, I get people have always made things that exist outside of genre, but like mm-hmm. there's been like there's such an influx of media because it's just so easy to make and put out and whatever now because the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that some of it might create new genres that are fun and interesting and representative of different people and different stories, and that's cool. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, and I mean, especially the fact that. Uh, so much of women's work product has been uh, ignored by history, forgotten by history, and or uh, had a man's name put on it, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that, you know, people are finally starting to pay attention to women's stories is really exciting to me. Um, I guess they didn't, we didn't explain... No, I was going to stop you in the middle of that, but I was like, no, I'll just let her finish this one and then I'll say it. We kind of just started. Do you want to explain why you're reading a list of things? (laughs) No, you can explain. (laughs) Okay, so uh, uh, we made a podcast together in real life over the weekend. We actually Um, looking at each other. We looked at each other in the face. I couldn't hear Kara in my ears. Well, that's not true. I hear everything in my ears. (laughs) Hold on. Let me try that again. Um, She was not, her voice was not in my headphones, which I found very off-putting for the first like 30 seconds we were recording. Uh, Joey Lewandowski, Cage Club co-founder. And our resident ice correspondent. Correct. Yes. Although we didn't get to the ice, if I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, um, bought a house, and we went to his housewarming party and decided that we would record a real-life podcast. Um, And we kind of... I kind of ran out of time to watch anything for it, and we wanted to have people at the party on as guests, and we couldn't really ask them to watch stuff. So we were like, uh, okay, we'll just, like, figure it out. So we decided to make a list of questions, kind of nostalgia-based questions. Is that a good way to describe them? Yeah, like questions about the past. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) And we, um, so we did that and we were like, okay, we'll kind of just like pull people from the party and have them sit down and talk to us. And we made it a whole two people Mm -hmm. before we stopped because my sister got to the party and wasn't staying very long. And I was like, oh, I got to go hang out with my sister while she's here. And we like maybe thought we might go back and do another person. And we didn't, of course. Um, But and also Jurassic Park happened to be on the TV. In the room that we were in. And I don't think we ever explained that uh, when we were recording, but I I did point out a few things in Jurassic Park while we were recording, which (laughs) doesn't make sense if you don't already know that we were watching Jurassic Park. Right. So today, that was Saturday. Today is Monday. Um, Kara listened back to our audio, one, to make sure that it made sense, uh, because we weren't sure. And also to figure out how we should bookend the audio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what we're recording now. And I guess, Gary, you made a list of things that we should talk about while you were listening to what we recorded. Um, I, number one. So that's the list that we're going through now. Can I talk about Jurassic Park for a second? Oh, sure. Because it was something that made me happy about Joey. Yeah. Um, 
Joey owns a lot of movies and has a gigantic TV that hurt our eyeballs. Um, but he just left them on shuffle all weekend. Like, just like every movie that he owns would, was on shuffle. And it, I thought it was a super fun experience to leave the room, come back an hour later, and be like, what movie's on now? What movie's on now? Like, all weekend. Because I was there for, like, uh, I was there even through Sunday a little bit. Uh, but I miss sleepaway camp. Anyway, that's it. I wanted to say that. I think that's a fun, endearing thing about Joey, that he would do that. Yeah. Because I don't think I have... Uh, I have, like, maybe one other friend who would do that. <laughs> who would even own enough movies to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, the next thing on the list was that uh, I ruined parties by talking about sad things. <laughs> <laughs> or like what? serious things uh just which because... is how you attend parties sure i mean not well, purposefully but yeah. i have a lot of weird interests that go down weird dark paths and then the next thing you know we're talking about like donating your body to science yeah or... but you're not like debbie downer about it like it's I'm fun to, to talk to you about that because you're genuinely interested in it and you genuinely like give facts about it that I'm like oh I didn't know that mm -hmm. oh like it's yeah no it's not it doesn't feel upsetting good because uh, well, also I like a you lot. so <laughs> <laughs> um no because we uh touched on some serious things in this episode and I did. that was yeah. one of the things that I was worried about going back to like when I was going back to listen to it I was like oh god I know that like some serious things came up and also some serious things led to the questions that we were asking people. And I was concerned that given uh, the party atmosphere that, like, we maybe didn't take them seriously enough. Um, but I, I think it's okay. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so there were two things that you said you wanted to circle back on and talk more about. One of which was watching. Oh, I don't remember that at all. The Gulf War on CNN because we were asking people what their oh. first memory of news is. And well, because mine. I wanted to ask you about it. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you told me that was like one of your first memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say about it. But I think it, no. But I think it was like something that you followed it up with. Like you were like. Maybe you didn't even say this while you were recording, so you can cut this out if you want. But you were like, well, most of my early memories are just of war. Oh. <laughs> War-related things. Not thing. I have been oh. fortunate, as I think a lot of American kids have been, um, like our lives have not been directly touched by war. I mean, like I've known some people who have died in Iraq and Afghanistan, but... Um, my dad was like a, a big like war buff like history guy so uh like one oh, summer okay. our family vacation was to tour the civil war battlefields of the south cannot recommend that um and like just going to like random battlefields or watching war movies far before i probably should have seen them and you know watching coverage of the first Gulf War on CNN when I was like four or five. So. Yeah, I just wanted you to elaborate on that because it was such an interesting thing for you to have said and then not mm -hmm. explain. Yeah, now that you point, 
Now that you put it that way. Yeah, that is a weird thing to say and not explain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that you wanted to circle back to was the fact that neither of us have many memories from school. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you also said, like, like, I don't remember very much of my childhood. Yeah, no, me neither. And I have theories as to why that is. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you also said that. You were like, I don't remember school. Yeah. What are your theories? Why? My theories, well, I was very, very, For your hypotheses. I was very, 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 very anxious Mm -hmm. um, as a child. And um, to the point where, like, there were a lot of times where, like, if I was at school or something, I felt like I was, like, invisible. Like, I just, like, didn't exist because I, like, straight up could not use my voice because of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I, like, didn't let myself exist in a in a space. Um, and I think that, like, I kind of dissociated a little bit because mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. it's, like, I was so focused on myself and my anxiety that I couldn't, I couldn't focus on my experiences and so then I don't of course I don't remember them because I was barely there for them yeah um and I also just like wasn't very happy in general as a kid um for a lot of reasons so and something about that is like I just I just don't remember it mm-hmm. yeah I could say all of the same things basically <laughs> Hmm. Um, I've never really like talked to another person who like felt that way yeah no I did not talk very much and I um I think also like when you're when what's going on in your body like on a physiological level when you're experiencing extreme anxiety or uh, something adjacent to that uh, I don't think that you're brain makes memories in the way that it yeah, would. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, cause at least with like PTSD that like, uh, really, cause like, I don't know if they've really studied this with anxiety or anxiety adjacent stuff, but I know that they've studied this obviously with PTSD because it's like just, uh, easier to study basically. Um, and that, uh, trauma like severely affects the way that your brain makes memories not just of that event but kind of like blows up your ability to make memories and like the existing memories that you have and just makes it all jumbled like on a physiological level so I think that Mm -hmm. may have something to do with it yeah there's also like I've talked to my therapist about this some because like it's something that still happens to me sometimes like I have to work hard sometimes to like be present in the moment Mm-hmm. And I can do it often now. Um, but, like, she showed me a chart once. I wish I could remember the fancy words for this. There are, but I don't remember what they are. But, like, basically, like, once you get to a level of anxiety that you can't actually tolerate, you go in one of two directions, which is, like, to have a, a panic attack, which is just mm-hmm. to, like, totally lose it. Um, or you, like go the complete opposite of that which is you basically just don't feel anything and you can you dissociate so that you can get through whatever is happening to you without actually experiencing it yep and so that's the one that i tend to do Mm -hmm. same (laughs) uh we learned that we're the same person basically yeah yeah totally (laughs) that's interesting 
Um, oh, we said we were going to watch David the Gnome later, and then we didn't. Uh, oh, oh, we, uh, in asking people about the past and their memories of the past, the OJ car chase came up like a couple times I think and I said that I remembered that I had gone to the movies with my friend that evening and we had come back and that was what was on TV um and you asked whether Tell I me remember. you remembered what movie you saw I did not remember <laughs> however I used the internet to figure it out so June 17th oh. 1994 I like looked up all of the movies that would have been in theaters at that time and the only movie it could have been would be The Lion King oh so apparently we went to see The Lion King I remember um what movie theater we went to I remember like going there and coming back but I do not remember the movie at all (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know what that's about um Oh, and then we mentioned The Breakfast Club, and you said that you, like, we talked about how surprising it is that no one's tried to reboot that, and you said that you would, if you had the choice, you would reboot it as a circus show? 100%. It's the thing that I have most thought about making into a circus show. Which sounds amazing. And you said it's easy to look at the characters and say, like, oh, that's a contortion act, that's a fabric act, Oh, and you both looked at me like I was nuts? Well... No, I, I don't. I, I wasn't thinking that you were nuts. I was just like, I've never thought about this before, ever. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that, like, the things that I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, most people don't, because I also, like, generally only hang out with circus people yeah. where I live right now. So that would be, like, a really normal thing to say, and, like, eight <laughs> other people would get excited about it. So the way that you both reacted to that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but you didn't tell us who's who. Like, who would be the contortionist? Oh, who would be the fabric? Okay, hold on. I let's see. There's there's some that I've thought about that could be, that could that could be more than one act. Um, but hold on, let me look up the list of characters. Okay. So let's see. So there, yeah, there are some that I feel really, really sure about, and some that I'm like, well, okay. So, uh, Molly Ringwald's character is a fabric act. Okay. Like, hands down, I know that's what it is. And that's when um, you, people, like, are, like, suspended from the ceiling in fabric. Right, and, like, so, like, it's, it. it's two pieces of fabric hanging from the ceiling, yeah. Um, I think that Ali Sheedy is a contortionist. Obviously. Like, a real weird contortionist. <laughs> I, I t- completely agree cool. with that. Cool. See, you see it. You see that one, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's the men. It's the men where I struggle a little bit more. Um... I think that um, Anthony Michael Hall is a juggling act. Okay. Um, I think that Judd Nelson is a straps act. Um, I don't know what that is. is. Um, imagine, like, it's kind of like the thing I could closest compare it to is, like, men's gymnastics rings. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But instead the sti- of rings. The style is similar, although straps. because it's a different apparatus, the tricks are some different, some similar. Right. Um. And then, so then Emilio Estevez is left, and he's kind of the jock, and so I don't really know what to do with him. But didn't um, you say that there's, like, a contingent of circus dudes who are kind of bro-y, and they do the trapeze? Well, I was I was talking about flying trapeze dudes, who, like, okay. there's, they're, they can be kind of bro-y, um, some of them. Um, I, yeah, I kind of think maybe he is, like, um, 
like trampoline or like break dancing mm. or like mm, yeah he's I think he's the hardest one for me um but and then I think the principal does something too although I don't know what I haven't figured that one out <laughs> um but I just think like to me like the f- the flow of it in some ways is very much the same as like circus or you know there is the there's so many different kinds of circus shows there's so many different kinds of theater shows right um but the way the characters kind of like each have their own individual moments and then also have all these moments together but like different groups of them together Mm. like to me that lends itself to the kind of circus show that I like because you have them each have their own moment where they can do their own act and do their own apparatus. But then you also have these like in-between moments where you put them together doing more juggling or partner acrobatics or whatever. It can really be anything, but it's the dynamic between them that's interesting. Right. That is really interesting. That's it. That's the Breakfast Club Circus show. If anyone has like a bunch of money they want to throw at me, I'll make it. Yeah, I'll help you. So all of our listeners who have all the money... Yeah. And would like to throw it away on something fun. Set up a Kickstarter for us. (laughs) Um, I I also like, I also think the music in it would just be like so fun. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. It's a good soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. I wonder how we could make it more like feministy, though. Mm, Yeah, because there's some parts in that movie that are not great. Yeah, there are. Uh, I would definitely change how it ends, basically. Like, um, like Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson would not get together. Yeah, no fucking way, no way in hell. Yeah. That guy is the worst. Um, also, I would probably so Ali Sheedy's character uh, gets a makeover from Molly Ringwald's character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I hate it because <laughs> she goes from looking cool to looking like just so normcore yeah um and i i think that it would be a more interesting scene for the makeover to be one of the guys Mm. so or what if they all just accepted each other for who they are and didn't make anyone over well yes i agree entirely but i do love a good makeover scene so it is good in a movie yeah yeah um Oh, okay. That's basically all the things. But I need to see more circus shows, apparently. Yeah. I mean, they come... I mean, there's circus shows play in the city every once in a while. You should go to one. I'll tell you when there's a good one you should go to. Okay. Because I would not even know where to begin to look. (laughs) Yeah, no one does. (laughs) That's part of the problem with circus is, like, nobody has any frame of reference for what it actually is. Yeah. Or where to find it. It's a real branding problem. It it really is. Um, so we need to figure out how to like jump out of this segment into the actual recorded segments and then end it some like end it all together somehow. I don't know. Um, I'm very tired. Well, I mean, I do an intro in the other one, mm-hmm. and it sounds like I'm working so hard not to laugh because I yeah. was. Um. <laughs> So we could just hear be like, and hey, here's the audio from Saturday. 
Uh, the first half is going to be us talking to Joey Lewandowski. Second half, we'll be talking to Brian Rodriguez, also of the Cage Club Podcast Network. So here you go. This is us talking in real life. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Wistful Thinking, the podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's as good all grown up. I'm Jordan Poland-Clark, and with me is my co-host, Kara gallo Oh, hello there. And also here is Joey Lewandowski, who is laughing very hard at nothing. Well, it's just, we usually podcast remotely, and it's just really weird to see you. Both. Okay. Have you ever done the Whistle Thinking in person? Or Not once. I haven't seen We haven't Kara been in the same room in like seven six years. Or seven six years. or seven years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look at what I'm doing, bringing people together. You brought us together. You're okay, so, so background. Joey bought a house mm-hmm. and had a housewarming party mm-hmm. and is having well, no, a housewarming is having, party. Oh, it's current. Tense. We're at the party right now. Um, and so Joey, Karen, and I are sitting in Joey's brand new living room watching Jurassic Park on mute uh, and making this podcast. And so if we're a little bit silly, it's because we don't even know how to talk to each other in the face because we've never done it before. <laughs> also, for the record, I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about today. Right. Also, neither do we. Jordan has a topic, but Karen and I don't know. No, 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 no. No, we we talked about this. Um. So we wanted to take this opportunity of being together in person and also having other people we can use as guinea pigs kind of in person. Kara does not like that I'm looking at her while I'm talking to her right now. She's hiding her face. I'm fine. Um, So we wanted to take it as an opportunity to just talk to people about stuff. <laughs> also, <laughs> Joey's shaking his head like hardcore. He's not. Um, uh, so here's what we did. Here's what we did, Joey. Okay. Um, we made a list of questions. Oh, okay. A list of prompts. Okay. We'll call them. Sure. And so you can look at the list and Ooh. pick two or three, and that's what we want to talk about. How about you about. just ask me questions? I'll just answer them however I want. I don't even want to see it. I want to just, just You want ask us me. to pick? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... I, open I still have this mint in my mouth, so I can't she read that. I got a in her mouth, too. so did Joey. Very bad podcast etiquette. Um, okay, so I have to pick a question for Joey. Kara has been very quiet this episode. <laughs> it's because she's still sucking on a mint. <laughs> um, all right, so we made a no, list no, I of have to spit it out. like five or six questions. We're going to ask, we're going to start with Joey and we're going to go, we're going to invite some other people from the party and see where this goes also. Cool, this will go great. Go <laughs> it's going to be super good. So, okay, Joey, um, what is the first, what is the first news event you can remember this watching actually, as a child? So, I don't have an answer to this, but I have a story about this. Okay. That when we were mattress rafting one time... Uh-huh. Can you, do you want to explain mattress rafting for a second? So mattress rafting is a thing that Jordan and I did a bunch that our friend Larson, who had a podcast on our network, Monkey Club, sort of invented. Like, he and our friend Ben, who's here, and Scully, who's here, and Jordan, and I, the five of us... That was the five of us the first time, right? Went rafting down the Rampo River... Of northern in New Jersey. Bergen County, and we bought what we thought were two inflatable rafts from Walmart.com. <laughs> However, oh, they came from the internet? They came from the I internet. I did not know that. However, I think, however, instead of a mattress, instead of a raft in one of them was a mattress. And we were like, oh no, this is a nightmare. So at the time, Jordan was dating Larson. They're like, we'll take the mattress. We'll make do with it. And then Scully, Ben, and Joey can have the raft. And we're like, great. Halfway down the river, which was, so okay. 
there's there's even more of a backstory. We thought we were gonna we were very ambitious. We thought we were gonna go like twice as far as we actually did. So we parked way far down. So oh, like man. about a quarter yeah, we of the were. way through oh, the river, no. which is actually about halfway through what we were actually gonna do, our raft popped. And there was sort of two layers. There's like an upper layer and there's a lower layer. And the lower layer popped. However, Larson and Jordan sailing down like it's like they it's like this is their birthday. <laughs> they are meant for this. Did we have paddles? Yes, I think we had paddles. Okay. And so what we quickly realized from that from that fateful venture, the maiden voyage, like the Titanic, uh, uh-huh. circling it all back to the way that I, you know, why I'm here, is that it's not about rafts on the very shallow, very rocky Ramapo River. It's about air mattresses. Mm. So instead of spending forty dollars on a raft, go spend eight fifty four or whatever on an Intex twin mattress. Are at air Walmart. mattresses really that like cheap? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, if you work a little bit to find a cheap one, yeah. If you, and by work a little bit, mean go to Walmart. Yes, they're a little bit there. Exactly that much. And so what we found out is that like if you want to go spend eight or twelve dollars, it's better than spending forty dollars on a mattress on, a, on an actual raft. And so several times down, we, you know, we keep bringing new people along. We keep inviting new people to the Matcher's Adventure. And do you remember, I don't remember his name, but Lauren Sonnen, who at one point lived with Larson. That's not a coaster. That's my wireless charger. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren Sonnen, who lived with Larson at one point, brought her older boyfriend. And he, he was like, what is the first, the exact question you just asked me. What is the first news story you remember? Because he remembered things from when he was like five years old. And I was born in 80, like at the end of 1997. So I would have been like five years old in like 92, 93, like mostly 93. I don't remember anything. I don't remember OJ happening. I remember... You don't remember OJ no. happening? Because you were not... You're If you're 87, you're like a year and a half younger than me. Right. What I remember about OJ is that in the newspaper, like in tabloids, I remember being at the grocery store and seeing like on the star or the sun or whatever, like I see OJ's face. I was like, oh, this is a thing, but I don't remember what that thing is. So I remember the, the, the clearest example that I can remember, and this is when I was eight, which is crazy. I remember the Yankees playing the Braves in the World Series in October 96. I remember that. I remember also that year, maybe the next year, the magic, like sports things. But before that, I don't remember much. And I think that's really because as I've grown older, I've realized my parents sheltered me from a lot of things. <laughs> and so the fact that like, I didn't know that OJ was happening, I didn't know whatever, like I didn't know news until I was eight is crazy to me. But that's the answer to your question. Okay, so you also just said that they sheltered you from a lot yeah. of things. Like what else did they shelter you not from? Not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Not allowed to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Recent episode, last mm-hmm. episode on your on your show. Great episode, by the way. Thank you. Um, there were a lot of things that I just wasn't allowed to watch that now I think, you know, in the last couple of years when I was like, oh, I'm a grown-ass man and I can watch what I want. <laughs> I can, I, you know, I, the reason I think I watched so many things is because I wasn't allowed to watch things growing up. Mm. I wasn't allowed to watch, calling back another episode, not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. I, was able to I watch think it. a lot of kids weren't allowed to watch her. Yeah, and technically I wasn't either, but I, I made it happen. Zach Dazan was, and he sang the song. I was also allowed to. Because your mom is super cool. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's why. Relatively cool. Or neglectful. No, my mom is super cool. Yeah. But I also feel like... Shout out to Amy Paul and Clark. I, yeah, shout out to Amy Paul and Clark. You're super cool. I don't think you listen to this anymore, though. <laughs> I think my family was like, yeah, she's, cool, she's and they listened cool to for one episode. Thinking. Um, Most people are. Uh, I was allowed to watch 
I don't remember having rules about what I can and can't watch, but there was a lot of stuff like we talked about in the last episode, like how scared we were of most stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Like My favorite thing about the last episode was when you guys like found out shared fears that you had growing up. I was like, you guys are so cute together. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah, it, we are. It turns out uh, we had the same sunglasses. Ooh. Yeah. And the same sandals. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so I forget. And the same glasses prescription, Did we say this while we were recording already, that we haven't been in the same room in seven years? Yeah, Are we already recording? Um, I think so. It's funny to be in the same room also, and then also keep seeing, like, that we're very similar. (laughs) I'm just, like, a bigger, rounder version of you. (laughs) We do. We have, like, the same hair. Same glasses. (laughs) Same same hair. Same complexion. <laughs> Karish is a little bit taller. Like that's that's like the only difference. Yeah, you are taller than me. And Jordan is gym ripped, unlike either of us. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, what other prompts you got? Hit me uh, another question. You want another one? Yeah. Okay. Let like Kara pick the next one. Kara, what you got for me, Kara? So then, what is the first like news event you remember? I remember the Yankees in the World Series. Oh, you said that. Sorry, yeah. I was. They had just found the stick triceratops. Is that because, like, I was into it? Is that because, well, you were sports, you do sports. I remember Princess Diana dying, but that was 97. That was after. Okay. I do sports, though. Um, Is that like your parents were like, okay, sports are okay and nothing else is okay? I don't know. I feel like I just wasn't interested in news, which I feel like is probably normal for kids, maybe. I don't know. I grew up in a really weird family. One of my earliest memories is watching the Gulf War. I can't Vietnam. wait Ooh. to talk to you about this. Yeah. That's the second time you've said that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's normal, though. Joey. Yeah. Like, I also don't remember very much no. news. What's your first memory? Of news? Yeah. <sighs> Cause I remember stuff before that. Like I remember like things leading. Like I remember kindergarten and preschool and like stuff like that. Like well, like I, I remember. I have like no recollection of preschool or most of school. That's funny. I, I don't. Just, like, I don't totally either. tuned out. I don't either. We should talk about that. Well, give me one more prompt, and okay. then I'll, I'll read um, something okay. from outside to come. Okay. In. I'll give you a choice between these two. Do you have a memory of getting lost or separated from your parents as a kid? Oh yes. Um. Or, hey, remember two thousand eight. <laughs> I'll do the first one. Okay. The second one is vague AF. Do you know what? I... Actually, no. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do both. Okay. I think so. Wait. Because I don't we... have a story for either. But I have like a half story. Can for both. we? Because okay. we also all knew each other in 2008. Well, that's so why I, I think we should. We, were all we should yeah. do that one. So I remember the thing I remember about 2008 was I was in in the fall, November, whatever the election day, mm-hmm. Laurel Hall. I remember when CNN or whoever called the election for Obama. I remember hearing outside cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone like, ran outside with yeah. pots and yeah, pans yeah, yeah. and were yeah. like, cheer. People were yeah. thrilled. Okay. So that, that, that's. Hey, remember Hope? Ugh. Hey, remember Nope? Ugh. You so, can't see. Joey's pointing to a picture of Leslie Nope on his wall. I do love that post. Do you, do you like that? I love I it. I like it a lot. So I bought that in Austin. So the, the other thing, so the, my story about getting separated from my parents is that I was at a grocery store slash kind of proto Walmart called Linko. I don't know if you know Linko. No. I don't know what it stands for, but it's Linko. L A N E C O, Linko. And it was sort of a Walmart ish store. And in the middle of the store was a video rental place. It was amazing. It was great. And then eventually they shut down. And then like a couple years later, Walmart moved in. And then that Walmart just shut down because TBD. But I remember. Is that where you rented Casper over and over again? Yes, that's where I rented Casper over and over again. And that's also, <laughs> that's also where I rented Resident Evil on PlayStation 1, oh. brought it home. My mom and my grandma watched me play, and they're like, 
no, no, no. This is too violent. We need, we're returning this and getting another game right now. So I was like, thanks. So I remember when I was very, very young, going to Linko with my parents, getting separated, having the sense of mind to go up to the front counter and being like, yes, my name is Michael Joseph. <laughs> I am lost from my parents. Right. My middle name is Michael. Oh, okay. Wait. But I confused my because I was a dumb kid, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's confused like, my, confused my, I was like, wow, I did not know that Joey was oh, that's, not that's your first name. And I remember seeing, like, my dad, in my mind, I don't know if this actually happened, like, sprinting up and, like, turning the corner, like, rounding the corner, being like, there he is. Like, I don't know how I got lost, but, like, getting very lost from them. And, like, a very sort of safe, known environment. Wait, how old were you? I would say, like, five, maybe. Okay, okay. And... To the point where I don't know my first name from my middle name. That's how it was. <laughs> okay. And that them, seems like a different problem. <laughs> very, very true. And them running up and being like, because they knew, like they, I guess they knew, like, I don't know if, because I think I was there with my mom and my dad, and I don't know if they each thought I was with the other, or if they were together and they just lost me, or whatever. I don't know what happened. But I remember them being like, oh, that's our kid. We're going to go get him. And so my dad, like, running up and being like, there you are. So that's the only time I've ever really been like separated. But I remember being the hero of my own story, inverting my name, getting called over the loudspeaker. Uh, your son is at the front of the store. Is that come get him? Is that why you remember that your name was inverted because they said it over the loudspeaker, or do you legit remember saying your name inverted? I'm pretty sure it's one of those things that like my parents told me the story. Okay, after okay, that. okay, yeah. So you might as like it might as well be a memory. Yeah, might as well. yeah. That's all I got. Cool. Thanks. Cool. You want me to go find somebody else to talk to you? Yeah, go. All right, go. cool. Bye. Um, do I have to like do the whole intro? I don't think so. I think you can just segue it however you want to. Because it'll be like Joey left, and now we're... <laughs> Joey left, and now we're talking to Brian Rodriguez, also of the Cage Club Podcast Network, and a couple of podcasts on yes. the network. High School Slumber Party, yeah. And... Previously, P.S. I Love Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a return episode with my co-host Kyle Reinfried. Plug in him as well. What's up? Hey! We're just, hey. you know, we're partying. We're, <laughs> we're still sitting in Joy's living room. It's slightly darker now. It's getting very dark in the room that we're in to the point where I actually think we should have turned on the lights no, before we I think this is great. It probably would have been a better... I'm, <laughs> glad I'm, I'm glad I'm not wearing sunglasses anymore. The room, that that's right. You were wearing sunglasses. Now you're wearing Kara's glasses. Yeah, which is, again, I, the more I put them on, the more... This is literally <laughs> probably my exact prescription, yeah. which is very weird. Yeah, I find any time you put on a new pair of glasses, even if it is your prescription, it's kind of like, I don't know about this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you get used to it. I keep forgetting that they're not my glasses. Yeah. It's very odd, but it's... it's. Thank you. Thank they, you for you're welcome. giving me the gift though. of vision. I, I, Thank you. I buy direct. I don't know what they look like. So. Is uh, running like a buy one, get one sale. So I got new sunglasses, and then I... Got another pair Shout of glasses. Shout out to I Buy Direct. That's also where I buy all of my glasses. Yeah, and it nice. turned out we had the same sunglasses. Like yeah. as as of up until a few days ago when I got my new ones. Pretty um, cool. Yeah, those are transition lenses though, but they don't transition fast enough for me, uh, so I have to like switch out. You know. Well, that's good. That means I'm the perfect level of position in this. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I have yet to see them turn like darker. Well, it's not going to happen now. It's the Probably time, not. So. If it does, that's broken. That would be interesting. Mm. 
So update on Jurassic Park also before we get into the questions. It's the part of the movie where everybody's wet and scared. Mm. They just had the T-Rex car scene. I don't... Did it even happen yet? Yeah. Oh. Did it? Oh, I, I think watching. so. Yeah. I was I was waiting and watching the lawyer die. All right. So throwback to when we had Steve on for Jurassic Park. That was a good episode. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so what's up? What, okay. What is this episode? What are we talking about here? That's a great I'm question. I'm excited to be Brian, So glad that you that you asked because <laughs> we don't really know, but we're we're kind of winging it. We have like a list of prompts. Um, so when were these prompts devised? Uh, like over the last week, we kind oh, of cool. talked about uh, last what... couple of days. Well, and then okay. I wrote them down when I was already too stoned to be writing anything. Down. <laughs> yeah, we like just wrote them down. <laughs> but but we've been talking them, about it. Well, I had like a little list on my phone and you know, gotcha. I'm, I'm excited for these. Prompts. It's been a work in progress. Um, is there a thing from your childhood that you remember but no one else does? I mean, there's plenty of things. Right, like I, I was alone a lot. I suppose. Specifically, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anything interesting? I don't know. What do you mean, like nobody else in the entire world? No, well, just like, like a show that you watched uh, when you're like to people when you try and talk about it to people, they're like, I have no like, idea uh, what you're talking like about. Stare. I've never heard of that. Yeah. There. So, for years there was a lot of them, but now, with being being able to look things up. It's been like, oh, okay, I remember that. There was one I used to talk about all the time, and I can't remember what it was. But it was this show. I don't even know what channel it was on, but it had a koala in it. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Oh, good, I'm glad, because you... like most people were like, what, a koala? Do you have more details about the koala? I, I just know there was a little girl and a koala, and it was a cartoon. I think oh, it was on the mind. Disney Channel. It might have been, I'm not sure. And she's like, I love my koala, you know, and so things used to happen. So there was that one. And these might have been just, like, Disney kids shows. There was... So Disney, I guess... I don't know when the Disney Channel started, but they had a lot of kids shows, and I guess I used to watch it. It would make sense if it was on Disney. But they had another show called David the Gnome. Mm-mm. I remember David the Gnome. I love David the Gnome. You need to watch... Recently I looked it up. You need to watch the last episode of David the Gnome on Why? YouTube. It'll make you cry. <gasps> because him and his wife die. Oh, it. no! And it's like a very earthy death, and yeah. they like ascend, and like oh, it's such a beautiful animals. show. I love it, the animation. It is a it. beautiful show, and I, again, it's not something I realized was beautiful as a kid. Mm-hmm. But recently, I'm like, let huh. me look up David the Gnome because I'm bored. <laughs> and that last episode is beautiful. Oh. Like, just it's so like we magical should watch that together. <laughs> okay, you can watch it after this. Yeah, I'm gonna write another, it down so we don't forget. Another show like from that era that I remember as a kid was. This show called Under the Umbrella Tree. Mm. Love that mm-hmm. show. That's what I thought you were talking about. I have about. to tell a story about that show. Please you do. You go first. You go first. No, I was just saying that's another one I remember that a lot of people don't. Uh, it was Canadian. Uh-huh. And even, I even knew that at the time <laughs> for some odd reason. <laughs> um, they had a blue jay, a lizard, and a golfer. Mm-hmm. I guess and a woman. And a woman, they yes. They lived and with a woman. a woman. And a tree, yeah. They just, yeah, they happened to live there because I think the lizard lived on the shelf. Very random. What's your story, though? So, like... I mean, I remember that show, but really the only episode that I remember was an episode where they meet a guy, I guess. <laughs> so far, so good. Mm-hmm. And and um, they're, like, talking to him and dealing with him or whatever, and then it turns out that he can't read or write. Um, oh. Like, that was the message of the episode, is that, like, there are some adults who can't read or write. Wow. Um, I think. I mean, I don't, like, I haven't seen it since I was six. <laughs> um, and, like... 
and the way that they like reveal that is like I guess he was probably like kind of acting strangely for the whole episode and they were like what's up with this he was guy? like a live action man or is he like he was a, a live action man okay, he wasn't and like a, no he wasn't a puppet like a beaver or something um, like no okay. and um so he he's at their house and the phone rings and he picks up the phone which kind of rude at somebody else's house <laughs> saying that out loud but whatever yeah that's um, not okay <laughs> he picks up the phone for whatever reason and he's trying to take a phone message down and he can't he's and so they and they show the piece of paper and it has all these just like shapes on it as if he like tried <laughs> to write it down but he couldn't oh um, and like i remember like feeling really upset about that as a child which is why i still remember it because like mm. you know i was really small and like that you know when you're small you're like oh adults are very smart and they know everything and blah blah, blah. and That's you have true. like a pretty singular idea about like and it's probably based on your parents and the adults in your life about like what being an adult is and so like that was like one of the times that i can remember really specifically being like Oh, 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 like everyone's not the same. Wow, and I yeah. felt so sad about it. Mm. That's a much more impactful episode memory than I have. That's literally all I remember about that show, though. And I don't even know if that's any of that's real. The, I mean, I hope it is. Isn't it like sad when you remember something? I'm, I'm sure this, this is, well, this kind is of the, the entire theme. basis of our oh, podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. But it's sad when you remember something and you think of it as so like impactful and you watch it again, you're like, oh, wait, that's yeah. not even the meaning at all. Yeah. I, I mean, think that we've found, though, that that actually doesn't happen a whole lot. Good. Or, it, like, hasn't happened a ton. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we expected it to happen more. we found that, like, generally, if you have really fond memories of something and you feel strongly about it... It doesn't matter if it's it, terrible. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because there's been things that, like, we've... People have chosen that, like, we've watched for the first time where either Kara or I was like, ew, this is the worst. And the person is like, no, 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 it's the best. Um, yeah, I hear you with that. I mean, try and think. You know, a lot of the, like, the childhood stuff, now that we bring it up, it's like the floodgates are opening for, mm-hmm. for things. I mean, just like, like, I mean, everyone, you said things that people don't remember. So those are like the ones that I think that not a lot of people... Uh, like under the umbrella tree again one line there's like a line right now that keeps repeating in my brain and it's there was an episode about recycling and like the lady whoever they live with was like no one's found a way to recycle plastic but maybe they will soon and even at the time as a kid I was like they recycle plastic (laughs) I think it was like a show that they made probably like at least five or ten years before in Canada yeah. that uh-huh. they must have bought the episodes. And again, that's like the most random line of all, but now it's just like in my mind. There's a person at the my door and it's here. your sister! Hold on, I gotta let her in. Oh, cool. It's like, this is like an episode of something. It's like Mr. Rogers or something. Yeah. Like, who's at the door? Oh, it's... <laughs> it's Allie, Paul, and Clark. I was like, um, keep going. There's not that many choices. <laughs> Um, do you have, like, what's the, like, first news event you remember from your childhood, or, like, Mm. political event? First news event from my childhood. That is a good question. I wish I had time to think about this. Okay. Wow. I, that's a tough one. That is really a tough one, because a lot of things blur together. Uh Uh-huh. One of the first things I remember, which is topical to your podcast, is the Lillehammer Winter Mm. Olympics. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. It was but, a, it was a great Olympics. But, I but just, what Olympics was that? Like nineteen ninety two in, in Lillehammer, 
Norway. Um, so that would be like Christy Yamaguchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if that's Tanya the first Harding's one. first Olympics okay, where okay, she okay. like ate shit. And, like Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, and then they like did it. No, the, I don't Nancy know Kerrigan if Nancy yet? was in the '92 Olympics, but because they had two years later, they had the Olympics and yeah, uh, okay, so somewhere that I can't remember. I don't remember, but there was. Or maybe that was the little They used hammer. to stagger. No, that's the one that was two years later. Yeah. Albertville and Barcelona. Albertville was two th- It was 1992. Because I had an Albertville t-shirt for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and then the Little Hammer was 94. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so I va- okay, so I vaguely remember Barcelona. So I guess that's a little bit older. I have early memories, but I don't think these are news events. They're like more oh, okay. sports. I guess sports Well, is Joey's news. was a sports too. I remember a couple early sports too. A couple early Super Bowls, wrestling stuff. I, some of my first news events, I suppose, are wrestling stuff, which is not, which is scripted. I don't want to say it's not real, so that doesn't really count. But a lot of no, a lot counts. of a lot of sports stuff, um, news event. Um, I guess I remember the 1992 election a little bit. Mm. Bill Clinton beating George Bush, mm-hmm. but I don't remember anything about them or anything like that. One of the big news events, uh, Princess Diana dying. Mm-hmm. That was like yep. an early news event, I remember. Flight 800. That mm-hmm. flight. Yep. I don't even remember. O- I, again, OJ was like before that, but around that time. O- okay, so OJ is funny because I'm a huge, or I, I, mean, I was and I am a huge New York Knicks fan. And the Knicks were in the finals that year, the, the year of OJ. And I was so pissed off because it was like a critical game that the Knicks were playing. <laughs> And they, you know, back then, like, we're, we're, looking, at second. we're looking at Jurassic Park and the, I love <laughs> the design of these columns, like support columns actually have fossils. They them. didn't have to do that. They did one. not have Nobody to do that. Yeah, no, nice I've always detail. admired the aesthetics of whatever the Jurassic Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. But I was going to mention the TV because we're looking at a huge TV now. A big screen when we were growing up was like. A quarter of the size. Oh yeah, and, and they it were was, like, fat. Yes, like, it was like rear fat. projection. <laughs> People had to CRT monitor. It was a significant yeah. part of the furniture yeah. in the living room. Yeah. But I, I remember I'm watching on like a little screen in my in my room, so it must have been literally the size of my hands now, and it pissed me off because in the left corner bubble was the OJ car chase. I didn't know who the hell OJ Simpson was. <laughs> It was just like a slow yeah. white Bronco. And I couldn't see a quarter of this game because of this damn car chase. That's and then again, fine. it dominated the headlines for yeah, whatever. But no, yeah. I remember the car chase, too. I, like, I had gone to the movies with a friend, and we got back to her house, and it was happening. Do you we know the like, movie you saw? What is that? Oh, no. man. That would be a good one. It would be good, <laughs> and I, I can't. For sure, you could look it up and find it. but Maybe. We don't have that time. All right, sorry. Next <laughs> I forgot question. that I was supposed to be driving this bus. Um, <laughs> well, I can. We can trade driving no, that's the okay. bus. Okay. Do you have a memory of getting like lost or separated from your parents as yes, a kid? Yes, yes. I was actually thinking about this the other day. What yeah. a painful. I think we feeling. all were this week. <laughs> True. What a painful oh, feeling. Yeah, way to bring it down. Sorry. <laughs> what? No, I I, that was where this came, no, question no, came no, from. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I remember distinctly like. It was in Mandy's, I think that's a story. Uh-huh. I worked there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And my, I don't know, I guess my mom was on the other side of the store, and I just could not find her. Yeah. Not, you know, not a distinct memory, and I'm just like, I remember my mom telling me that if I get lost, to tell someone at the store. I, like, it's weird, because I'm always, like, tearing up thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, just that moment of loss, and just, like, I remember my choked voice asking, like, the person, like, oh, where? And then, you know, they called her mm-hmm. on the loudspeaker, and she came in, like, two seconds. But, How like, old were you? God only knows. But I was, must have been very, very young, you know? Like, that was, ooh. What a weird feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just to be separated from the only thing you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, wow. Why are you bringing this stuff up? This is making I'm sad. sorry. <laughs> I, this is what I do at parties. I bring the room down. That's my job. You should go to the back and then bring it up to everybody. Remember being separated from your parents? <laughs> uh, hey, remember 2008? That was the next question? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, what happened in 2008? 06, 07, 08. Obama. Obama. Hey, I mean, that was one of the one of the things that, that we talked about. Yeah, before. I didn't enjoy my college experience too much. Mm. I was kind of, I had a bad freshman year. Mm. I had a series of bad roommates. And then it made me, like, very isolated in college. I have, like, no college friends mm. now. Yeah, I had a roommate. Well, I had a roommate I got into a little bit of a scuffle with because he was mad that there was two TVs in our room. And then he... <laughs> Then he told, like, the people on me for, like, arguing with him, and he made it a bigger deal than it was. Then I was moved to another room with this kid, Steve, who got in trouble for stalking, but I was his friend. Okay. Then I moved... Sophomore year, I lived with this kid... I don't want to say his name, because that's rude, but he was very smelly. Hmm. And that was... That sucked, because... He wasn't a very good roommate. His cousin, who was also smelly, like I would sometimes go home for the weekend, and he would then his cousin would then sleep in my bed. Ugh. But this guy was so smelly that we had two bat we had a suite and we had two bathrooms in our suite, and six guys used one bathroom, and one we just let him use oh, well. the other one. Oh no! And it was bad. Like we wanted him to take a shower. He's like, "Hey man, you should take a shower." But we realized it was worse when he took the shower because it just smelled like his smell but wet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Eventually, he left the school. I mean, he, I don't know what, ha- I mean, I kind of know what happened to him. He just, like, he kind of had a bit of a nervous breakdown. I'm not making fun of that part of it. But when he left and we, like, I tried to clean up the room, there was so much crap in his bed. Chicken bones. Used condoms. Like. I. Does that mean somebody slept with him with used with chicken bones in his bed? That was my question. <laughs> I, I guess not so. articulated, but that was the question. I guess so. It was like it was it was a gross thing. But after that, I had my own room for like a month, and then this guy Dong Wu, and I will mention his name because I haven't mentioned it since. He was awesome. He came straight from Korea, and he was the best roommate ever because he was super neat. And we just we didn't talk much, but he was a cool guy, so it got me Dong Wu. But that was around oh seven, so oh eight. Not much. Um, I also... Oh, well, we're getting really dark. I also... One of my best friends um, committed suicide. Mm. So, yay! Good to bring that up. But, but so it was a very... It's a very blurry time for me. Yeah, of very, course. It was very, uh, obviously, sad. But, yeah. Yeah. That was 08. So, yeah, fun. Uh, that was so January. Uh, sorry, Thanks I brought that up. Thanks for bringing it up. Jeez, uh. oh, no, no, no. That was... 
08 is a good year to bring up, though, because that's like when I started to, oh, shit, life is serious kind mm-hmm. of thing. So why did you ask that question? Though? Yeah, wait, how did you land on 08, Kara? Yeah, Kara wrote a... that question. Well, it's just, it's 10 years ago, and that was like when we met. It, yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, when I, it was like, like okay. that was when I transferred that... to Ramapo. So yeah. like, is yeah. that where you guys met? Was yeah. Yeah, yeah, if this lived... is discussed on the Joey side of it... I oh, no. I don't think we've no, ever talked about this. How did no, you guys I have no idea how anyone met here. Uh, we met because I was dating somebody who was in RCTV, and you were in RCTV, yeah. and he, like, dragged me to, like, the studio. Well, and like, the person that you were dating, I went to um, elementary school with him. Oh, wow. Really? Did, you, did I not... Have I not told you that? I don't think so. I went to elementary school with him. He brought you to RCTV. We met before we lived together. I honestly don't remember that. Yeah, but I think we only met like a couple times, and then it was like I was looking for a roommate. You were looking for a roommate. Yeah, I mean the people that I was living with were terrible. Like I didn't get along with them at all. So yeah, like it was the new school year, and we needed people. Mm -hmm. Who else? And then we lived with Kathleen Kathleen. and Sarah. Gosh, I don't remember Sarah at all. She was like a like an exchange student from South Carolina. Oh my gosh, I How are you like her. From Never South mind. Carolina? I 100% remember her and she was great, but she was only there for one semester. Yeah. Sarah, yeah, she, was, she was great. Let's yeah, shout out Sarah. Sarah. We should get her on the podcast. I think she, I'm friends. I was friends with her on Facebook. Okay. Let's get Sarah on the podcast. Well, not my podcast. Sarah, can you come in here? <laughs> but so, yeah, we live together. Did you guys hit it off right away? We weren't like super friends. I don't friends. think we like talked to each other. Yeah, like I didn't really that talk semester, to anyone that I lived with. When we lived together that semester, I was super sick. Um, See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because I was never there. I was either, like, because I mm. lived pretty like my parents live pretty close to the school so I spent a lot of time at home which was dumb and I probably shouldn't have lived on campus but whatever um and so I was like there or I was like just going to the doctors constantly or just in my room asleep sleeping through all of my classes (laughs) well yeah and I don't think I spent like a ton of time in the room anyway because it was like I was like dating someone who lived nearby and just like hanging out with Joey and like all our friends Mm -hmm. like spent like a ton of time just like not on campus so how did you guys oh so then like form a good friendship i guess well so then joey started cage club and i was on his podcast well, no because and... then also we worked together for a oh my gosh time. yeah do you know what i always forget that we worked together <laughs> we like worked together for like 40 hours a week for like, but like not four for months yeah it wasn't <laughs> yeah. that long um and also like that was a really bad time in my life yeah that i like don't think about it all anymore because it was horrible and my life is so much better now. That's so, so like, good. I often like forget that that happened. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. nice that you like don't have to think <laughs> about bad things in your life. Yeah. Um, Wait, so how did the show come to be? So I, for a long time, have been bugging Joey. This was when they were, they had just, they'd done Cage, they'd done Keanu. He was maybe already doing Zack Attack or, like, whatever. And I had been, like, on his case to, like, do a show about a woman or, like, whatever. Which I was, too. And he was, like, why don't you do it? And I was, like, I already have a podcast that I, like, don't have the time or energy to make. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to start another podcast. That would be a terrible idea. <laughs> and then one day I finally was, like, I finally figured it out. I want to do a Sandra Bullock podcast, which I would do Kate Winslet now. Yeah, that's, that's a good choice. Uh, it would be a really good path to go down um and like this the day that i said that to joey you had come up with the idea for wistful thinking and Uh he was like you two should do a podcast together we already knew that we like had a good rapport and we could work together so it just yeah like i wasn't i was like 
oh yeah sure we'll do this weird podcast let's do podcasts because wow, i was like cool. i knew i could deal with kara and talk to her and like it would be fine so yeah yeah i mean like i mean as someone who listened to i i've listened to most whistle things again i gotta catch up because i got my new show and I've been editing like crazy because I can't edit for shit. I don't expect anyone to listen to I any know, of my I don't podcasts. Know I, don't, to I, I do Please listen. Please don't apologize. I do but you, you guys seem sorry. I feel like I've hijacked your questions, but Mm-mm. you guys seem <laughs> to have like a good chemistry since day one. Yeah, yeah, like, it's worked it, out like really well. Yeah, I, I would assume. I'm that so you, glad like, you're in my life. I'm so glad you're in my life. <laughs> I would assume hands. you guys like you grew up together. That's great. That's awesome. Well, we were just talking about this before with Joey that I'm just like a taller, rounder version of Jordan. We're like, yeah, we're like <laughs> just pretty much the same. It's okay. So one thing, and I know you listeners of Whistle Thinking are not here, but so many people here wear glasses. Eighty <laughs> percent of this party have poor vision, which is amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm weird, and I like notice these things because ninety percent of the men also have beards. So it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of like it's true so i walked into this party and i was like i know i know some of these people and i know i don't know some of them and because everybody has glasses and beards i like had a very hard time in the first two minutes yeah. i struggled the podcast set i guess is poorly visioned and mm-hmm. bearded well, everyone has hand. a beard now mm-hmm. right apparently well maybe not me after today if i come back for day two of the party maybe i'll come clean shaven i don't know and then people would be like, who are you? And that's a cool thing. You know, you have to admit it. So next question. The real conversation piece. Um, Anything else cool on there? That was like most of the questions. Yeah. Oh, are there any remakes that you are excited about or you think are Whoa. stupid? or? I didn't even know you wrote down that question. I, of course that's I did. I do not question. usually like remakes or I'm really angry. I get angry. I'm angry at this era that there's not enough new creative ideas Mm -hmm. but when i do see a new movie i get very excited because like a new creative Mm -hmm. story because i'm like oh you can still do this i don't know what is there anything coming out that i should be excited about like no it's all garbage no exactly like they don't do anything i mean not that like like we were just i think when we were not recording we were talking about like the new jurassic parks with joey and it's like they didn't make a good movie. They were just like, I need to make a billion dollars. And they did. So they're going to keep making them. But it's like, like, really? Like, like, and the more, the more the world turns into like a garbage dump (laughs) and like the more like remakes get made while the world is a garbage dump. I'm just like, Oh my God, is this all it is? This is our life now. Like, like something about the remakes at the same time as the world being horrible just feels extra bad. You know what will make you feel so much better about that? What? Watching The Dressmaker, which is a movie that I'm trying to get everyone to watch. It's is amazing. that been, like, like Winslet one? Yeah. Yeah, you've okay. been like propping that up at this party. I've it's, been like hearing it in another conversation. Because it's amazing. It's like, <laughs> and it's it, like I watched it and I was like, that was just something else entirely. Wow. Like it was just completely unexpected. Um, it's this like, gorgeous Australian Western Um, and Kate Winslet plays this woman who was like trained by a European couturier to make dresses um, and has just returned to her like backwater Australian town um, that she had been like exiled from as a child basically and so she's back to find out what happened and why she was sent away 
and while she's there makes everyone look fucking amazing like the costuming is this just came out unbelievable no i think it was made in 2015 i've never seen it um so starring kate winslet and uh judy davis who plays her mother um written and directed by women and it's just like just something so different than anything I've, I've ever seen. There are multiple disabled characters huh. wow. in it, which is really rare. I don't think you told me that part before. I don't think that I remembered that before. <laughs> um, there's a Hemsworth in it. He looks hot as hell. Which Hemsworth? I'm not sure. I honestly cannot tell the two of there's them apart. three. Really? Yeah, one of them is in Westworld. I don't. I thought don't there were two. The oldest brothers in Westworld. Then there's Thor, and then there's the one in the Hunger Games. Okay. So I don't know. Either. That doesn't really narrow it down for me. I guess I know what the one like. I guess I can think of what Thor looks like, and then aside from <laughs> that, like I don't know. Yeah. Well, just to kind of answer your question, now that the mind is is flowing, I suppose. To and this is going to sound like I'm plugging my podcast, but I'm not. Two recent episodes. Cageclub.me. Yes, Cageclub.me. Two episodes I recently did, well, recorded, I don't know when this one comes out, but Kara, you and I did The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, and we were talking there how it's surprising that there hasn't been some kind of oh, yeah, remake. Of or, and I, I said, I'd, I'd like to see it on on stage. Mm-hmm. That would be oh, fun. Oh, I would see that. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> but that would be like a fun way to remake it, as long as they don't make it a musical. I'm so <laughs> See, we thought that it would, be, it would make a great musical. And it's a little bit different. Do you know what I really well. want? I really want to make it into a circus show. Okay. Because it, sure. it's so, like, the characters are so developed already. It's, like, easy. It's easy to look at them and be like, oh, that's a fabric yeah. act. That's a juggling act. That's a contortion act. Like, it's, like, I've, that's <laughs> sure. actually easy one of my you. number one dreams. Yeah. That's a good space to play in, too. And that's so interesting. Like, to me, they just, like, 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 why do I need a Mean Girls musical and like a Clueless musical? Like I love those movies and I don't want no, to hear them sing yeah. about it. Yeah. Like and it's like when they make generally when they make those musicals they don't they don't do a good job. Like they're just like spitting them out and the songs are boring and not memorable and like I I think they could be done well but I don't think they usually are. Well, mm-hmm. I try to think how good would this piece be if someone never saw the source material, and that's like. Uh, often a complicated question mm. like this, this i'm not a big broadway guy but this year's tony's the most nominations went to spongebob SquarePants and mean girls and if you think about which that, i like, hear the spongebob musical is like amazing i, I hear it's great people say that. Yeah. <laughs> i hear it's great but what what world do we live in where that's like yeah, yeah but also i mean you had like a few a few other plays like the band's visit which i think won the most this year um which is a weird story about Israel and stuff. I don't know. I'm not exactly yeah, it's like sure an Egyptian what happens. Gets lost in Israel. Yeah. Um, and then uh, actually, the other thing that like won a bunch of awards is also a reboot of um, I forget what it's called, but it was like one of the first kind of pieces of theater that like directly had gay male characters, mm. and I don't remember what it's called, but that won a bunch of awards. Um, they also rebooted Angels in America this year yeah. on Broadway. Um, but there's this one musical they keep seeing commercials for, and it it just sounds so stupid, but it always makes me cry when I see the commercial, which is... What is it? I forget what it's called, uh, but it's about this, like, plane that, that on 9-11 got, like, stranded oh, in, yes. like, Arctic Sweden or something. Oh, yes. What is that called? It, no, it, yeah, it, you know, it gets stranded in... in 
Canada. Okay. Or Newfoundland, New, I think. Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it is. What is that one called? Yeah, I heard I don't know. too. Yeah. But it's just like the premise of it sounds like really stupid. And then I see the commercial and I cry. And I'm like, I don't know why this is like so activating for me. but Because yeah. they know what they're, they're doing, you know? I don't know. I'm not like... Just, I like creative ideas. And the other thing I was going to mention is um, I just recently did The Edge of Seventeen. I don't know if you guys have seen that film. No. Mm-mm. With Joey. And I'd never seen it. He swears by that film. It's a high school film. Is and Zac Efron in it? No, it's a lot of people. I, like, uh, Woody Harrelson's like the only actor I really oh, knew. Oh, okay. Uh, Kira Sedgwick, I guess. But, like, I mean, she's just, like, she's not one of the main characters. But I was so... I loved this film when I saw it, and, and yeah. it was amazing. And if I were to explain to you the plot, you'd be like, wow, this is very tropey, and this is like sounds like a, a plot of any kind of um, teen high school film. But from watching it, like, it made me real. It made me really want to write again, and it made me realize, like, yeah, we we have like similar stories. But if you do things right, mm-hmm. you're gonna get an awesome movie. I highly recommend watching that film. It's okay. it's super awesome, and it's something where, like, it sounds so corny, but it really restored my faith in in modern film. I think mm-hmm. it came out in 2016, and it's like, okay, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, oh. Again, I've seen these, I've watched a lot of high school films now, and I've seen these plot points come up again and again and again, but if you do it right, and you hit those heartstrings mm-hmm. on me properly, damn, So I'm I think the one that's coming out, that's it's not high school, but it's middle school, is 8th grade, the Bo Burnham movie that's oh, about I to come out. Oh, I definitely want to see that. Like, I think that's going to be one of those. Where it's I like do you, not want to see you... anything about 8th grade. <laughs> it's I like, do not you... need to revisit that, thank you very much. You no, thank you. You look at it, and it looks like it could be just like a move, any movie you've yeah. seen about a middle schooler before, but from everything I've read about it, and I have like one hundred percent faith in anything that Bo Burnham does. Um, it seems like it's going to be super awesome. Yeah, that's a movie I saw the trailer, and then I was reading about it. I'm like, I got to see this film. But you get this is not. It's not like it, it's not things you can describe. We've made movies for how many years now? Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to get too innovative with the plots and stuff. No, but it's just about how like you can make something feel genuine. Yes, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, because like when you're watching a movie, like it's, you know, it's a little bit different when we watch things to like talk about them because you're watching it with more of an analytic lens. But like all of the best films or like the the things that you enjoy watching the most, it's like a purely uh, emotional experience that you have with it and and maybe also a sensual one with you know the i mean the the that's pretty uh that looks delicious she's pointing at food in jurassic park mm. yes thank you oh my god so it's trying one to of the best freaking, that. like it seems yeah. in terms of that spread uh-huh. You could always find me at a spread at a party. Like I'm I'm by the food and I've since I was a child I've been oh, envious that jello of the shaking. And you can even see it like this scene is actually like the saturation on it is turned up a little bit to to make this whole thing a little bit more heightened and we have the sound really low right now but if we heard it the sound design of this and so like we talked about this when we did do Jurassic Park for wistful thinking that like watching it at least I felt this way um I felt the same watching it as a 30-year-old as I did the first time I saw it because it's this, like, pure emotional, sensual experience that's, like, wh- when movies are at their best. Yeah, this is this is a film that, like, even if you take a break from it, it doesn't get 
worse. It just... You get it. Like, the effects... Like, okay, the, the raptor here is not a bad effect, but, like, the T-Rex is a little worse CGI than we're yeah. used to now. It doesn't really matter because you're... you're... Well, the T-Rex isn't CGI. The T-Rex was, like, an actual animatronic. Oh, really? Well, yeah. whatever it was, it's not as cool as, yeah. like, what we I mean, today. all things considered, though, like, the effects in this movie, like, really hold up. But, yeah, cool. so the moral of the story is if you're going to make something, do a good job. <laughs> Well, I think everyone like <laughs> no, when they no, no, no. more or less when they set out to make a movie, you're like, I want to make course, a good think, movie, I or I want to make a billion dollars. It's yeah. like, well, but but that's the part. Is mm-hmm. like that's the part. Or that the more we the need world, to launder this pile more, of money, the more, yeah, like <laughs> let's the make more, a movie. Well, uh, those movies are fun. Yeah. Um, the more the world turns into a garbage fire, the more it's hard for me to not be angry at the movies that are just like let's make a billion dollars mm-hmm. because like why like why why like that's what we're spending well that's our the time fundamental on? question of our our look, look, entire existence yeah, but isn't I, it? i'm gonna defend <laughs> yeah, the billion sure. dollar movie here i get it it's a business right mm-hmm. the problem we have i think is that just because movie a makes a billion dollars and movie b is more artsy we consider it the same thing and they're actually very completely different, different yeah, yeah. If you're shooting for an art thing and you're shooting just to make a lot of money, I mean, you can do both, obviously, mm-hmm. but there are some people who just are in Camp A and there's some people who are just in Camp B. But just because they're both films, we see them as the same thing. Right. And they really shouldn't be considered... Like, I don't, I'm not mad at the people who make the new Jurassic Parks for trying to make a lot of money because it's just, it's just a business. And, and it, that's like, they've taken an art and they've made it, let's make money off of mm-hmm. this. And that's... But I feel angry about that, like, in every industry. Like, it's not just the entertainment industry. Like, that makes me angry in general. Fair, but, I mean, they, I don't know. I'm not, like, a whatever. Like, that's not... I'm not, again, angry personally at them because I don't really care. I'm probably not going to watch it, so it's not something that... It's just, to me, it's always been weird that we analyze them in, like, the same Mm -hmm. scope. Like, people who talk about movies for a living, or not for a living like us, who talk about it for no money. It's, we talk about them like they're almost the same thing. And it's really, I guess it is the same thing, but I don't know. I don't don't see it. Well, it is the same thing because it's the same medium, but it also decides, like, you can decide for yourself what lens you're choosing to put on when you do it. Like, yeah, I can watch, like, Jurassic Park and some art film through the same lens if I choose to. But that's a bad idea. And then I'm going to, yeah, like, then I'm going (laughs) to see them really differently. You know, or I can be like, oh, I get it. This one is this, and this is like, I just want to have fun or be scared or whatever, and then watch the art film and be like, hey, here's all my feelings. Also, um, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, but but I think that like like I think one of you said this already is like the the real thing for like any good movie is just what it makes you feel, mm-hmm. and so like to me, even in a billion dollar movie, like I sh- I want that, you know, like. I don't want so much action that I can't see what's on the screen anymore. I also want to have feelings while I'm in mm-hmm. it because that's why I go to the movies. And I don't like I don't care what those feelings are. It could be like excitement or <laughs> I hate this. Or, like you know, like it could be, but not boredom. I don't want that one. <laughs> um, but I'm I like no matter what kind of movie I'm seeing, I'm looking for in general just a feeling, a reaction. Uh-huh. No, I hear you. Except disgust or anything like that. No, but like no, that could be well, productive. That, yeah, like if if that's what it wants me to feel, if that's purposeful. Okay, fair. That's cool. Yes, yes. That if it wants you to feel that, that's something that I get. 
that I think gets missed too. Like there are certain films that, uh, like you'll see some people say like, "Oh, I hate this character. He's so bad." But sometimes the filmmaker wants you to feel that way, and there's people who like get that, and there are people that don't. But it's just, I don't know. This is this is why we talk about movies and stuff because there's there's no easy delineation here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean that's it. No more questions? Or? No. I Am like, I off oh, the stand? Question. And I have to go hang out with my sister, yeah. my sister, my sister before she leaves. Yeah, I don't want to keep you from that, so. No, that was great, though. Mm-hmm. It was great. Can I say some closing things? Yeah. Yes, please do. Well, you, you people can listen to my podcast on Friday. I like to say Friday evening, but it's available all Friday. Uh, it actually is usually available on Thursday night. Yes, it I is. know because I haven't been sleeping well lately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is when Joey puts it on, but I kind of play that it's a Friday thing, like end of, end of the school week kind of thing. Yeah. But that's a high school slumber party on cageclub.me. But I also say that because Michael Manzi was here, mm-hmm. and he told me that, hey, if they put you on Whistle Thinking, please plug my show Third Time's a Charm. <laughs> So, not my show, but Mike Manzi's show. He's not even time. here to do it himself. <laughs> Did he leave? Yes, yeah, he left, he left oh, a while I ago. I so. don't remember that. <laughs> so, he left, so I'm saying, listen to Third Time the Charm, because I'm featured on that. Well, I was on a Rocky Three podcast, and I will be whenever the third, I don't know, maybe next month, maybe the month after, maybe the month even after that. I recorded it like three months ago, so that's appropriate. Um, I will be on the Godfather Three as well. If you like my voice, and if you don't like my voice, ignore that. But yeah, thank you guys for having me on. I thank very you much for indulging it. us. Yeah, it was it was it was a much more sobering <laughs> Sorry. visit than I thought it would be. It was a much more sad visit, but a good one too. And and again, I appreciate what you do, and I love your show, and I will catch up. I promise. Find us online at cageclub.me and wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Wistful Pod. We'll talk to you next time on Wistful Thinking.